it is of a truth that Jesus wants us to be concerned about his business. He doesn't like iniquity. He doesn't like unrighteousness to govern and to cover the earth. So if we can go back to the beginning where Noah was introduced in the word of God, we can recall that everything that was going on, it was not pleasing to the Lord. A lot of great Things were being done against God. Abominable things that God considered to be wicked. That he considered to be a trespass. And it was not okay. So God decided to... Flood the earth, saving only eight people out of a whole entire population. But before he did that, when Noah, he had to believe that God was real he had to believe that what god was telling him it was going to happen so noah had to have had hope because before the flood came there was no rain coming down to the ground people had not seen rain before that god Water the planet without rain, but he used another, he did it in another way that was special in the ground. And so when Noah was preaching, we would have to consider what the mindset of the people he was preaching to may have thought. This man is crazy. Like, what rain? We don't even know what that word means. He he is on some other stuff. I don't know what God he is serving. But from what we know, we are our own gods. We want to continue to do evil. We want to leave us alone, Noah. We don't need you preaching to us. We don't need you trying to tell us to do right. We can only imagine what the people may have been saying, just to name a few. Just to name a few. But Noah... Of course, he had family. Of course, he knew people. 
I'm pretty sure that he did not want people to perish in that way. Knowing that you're the only one and your family members are the only people that is left alive while you are hearing the noises of the sounds of people who are getting drowned. All dying by this flood. So God says after that happened that He will no longer do that anymore. He's not going to flood the earth in that way. So he made a covenant with himself. The rainbow in the sky. Remembering that. He is not going to destroy the world like that anymore. So, the Lord is concerned about his business. He, of course, he's concerned. He loves righteousness. He loves holiness. He is pure. So, he wants things to be as he is. Of course, that's how it was in the beginning, but because of the disobedience and the rebellion of man and sin there was a separation between man and God so Jesus was the ultimate bridge he was the ultimate repairer of the breach that whosoever calleth on him and believe on him they will be saved And not just declaring it by faith, but also doing it with works. Because faith without works is dead. So, as I was talking about the story of Noah. Noah was that preacher of righteousness. He was that just man. He was that person where... Everybody else wanted to do the wrong thing. Noah was the one who did the right thing in the eyes of God. And we can see that his ways led him to safety. Trusting in the Lord led him to safety. No one can't, no one cannot comprehend or fathom why would God flood the planet? Why would he kill all those people? But no one cannot understand what God is seeing every single second. The murders and the lies, the adulteries, the thefts, the promiscuity, the, the covetousness, the shedding of innocent blood. The hatred, the envying, the strife, the lust, 
the witchcraft, the sorceries, people are not seeing what God is seeing because nothing is hid from the eyes of God. So God is seeing everything. And because he is a just judge, whenever he rewards for the consequence of evil, meaning whenever he punish for people doing evil, it's going to be a very great punishment, a very... A very catastrophic punishment because of the patience he is, the patience that he is showing, the the patience that he is trying to give people time to turn away from their wickedness, to acknowledge that he is good and that he's God. So God, he is. He is good. Because he is good, he has to make new. He has to redo, repair, rebuild. But first, he has to root up. He has to dig up, throw down. He has to get rid of things that are disgusting and that are ugly and that are sinful. Because no profane, no unholy, no flesh can glory in his presence. So, the consequences are really bad because of what people are failing to realize. They're failing to realize that for every action for everything that we do there is a consequence whether it's good or bad so as I am reading in the book of Isaiah in chapter 56 it talks about how It talks about what God is doing. It talks about the type of people that God is looking at. God wants people to keep judgment. He wants the people to do justice. For his salvation is near to come. And God says, blessed is the man that doeth this. That was chapter 56, 1 and 2. Now, in chapter 58... In chapter 59, I meant, in chapter 59, God talks about the type of people who 
are walking in darkness. He's talking about the type of people who are separated from God. Because in 59, it, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleaded for truth. They that trust in vanity and speak lies, they conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. So going down to verse 7, it also says that their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. And then it continues going down to talking about for those people who make those kind of decisions, how they will try to look for light, but darkness is going to be their end. How they will walk in desolate places as dead men. And that's what God was looking at whenever he brought the flood. All of those things I just read, those were some of the things he was seeing over and over and over again, and it did not please him. And if we continue, it says in verse 15, and the Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation onto him and his righteousness is sustained him. So in verse 16, he was saying that for the people who was walking in darkness, they were not concerned about trying to seek out the truth. They were not concerned about living in a righteous way. They wanted to do darkness. So it, it, it displeases the Lord when there is not a person, an intercessor like Noah, who is disagreeing from the, West, the rest of the world in order to show God's way his salvation to the people around him. So God, he doesn't want us to be like the whole world. He doesn't want us to be like everybody else. He wants us to be separated. He don't want us to take pleasure in the works of wickedness or in darkness. But he wants us to do well. It doesn't please the Lord when people die and they go to hell. But... It doesn't stop the fact that people are dying and they are going to hell. 
every second. So there was a question that God asked after the angel of the Lord took the coal up from the altar of the Lord and cleansed Isaiah's lips and sanctified his mouth. The question that the Lord asked was, who will go for us? Who should we send? And then Isaiah said, send me, Lord. I will go for you. And that's the type of people God wants us to be. The type of people who can say, send me, Lord. I will go for you and I will do your will.